You're listening to the No Life Skills Podcast with your host, Ashlyn. My advice for other sex workers, don't do what I did. Giving you an inside look at the fascinating world of sex work. Yeah, a little bit awkward, but uh, informational, I guess. Connect with other professionals and allies of the industry. I was like, wow, this is easy money. Now, join the conversation while we share inspiring stories on the No Life Skills Podcast. Hi, welcome to another episode of No Life Skills. I'm Ashlyn, and today I'm here with my ex-boyfriend, Josh, to talk about what it's like to date a sex worker. We were together for three years, and we've been split for about two now. We had four beautiful sons together, and by sons, I mean cats. Uh, Now we share co-parenting duties, and he watches Gary when I travel out of town. Josh is an amateur Snapchat porn star, so if you've subscribed to my Snapchat or OnlyFans, you already know him. You're welcome. Josh has also entered the civilian dating world and has a lovely new girlfriend. Josh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> do, do you want to tell them, uh, do you have a job? Do you, what are your hobbies? Anything, anything they would like to know? Who are you? I'm a journeyman machinist. I work on natural gas compressors. It's very fun stuff. Uh, and I like to play guitar and video games. Yep, and that's about it. <laughs> would, you, would you like to tell the people how we met? Maybe you could tell them that. It's a beautiful love story. It's modern romance at its finest. Quite, yes, actually. We actually met through the Temptation Studio back in the day. And then uh, probably three months later, matched on Tinder. I'd say three, four months later. A couple months? Yeah, and then it was, uh, the rest is history. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he paid me one time and then he got a really good deal. And then he got three years of free sex after. So there you go. So yeah, we uh, matched on Tinder after, start, started talking, started hanging out. Uh, we went to Mexico together before we were even dating. So, you know, lucky that worked out. Then as soon as we got back, we went and got a cat because uh, that's what people, you know, do. Then we dated for about a year, moved in with each other and lived together for about two years. And now we've been broken up for about two years. So Josh, I'm just going to ask you some general questions here about sex work. So what are your views on paying for sex? I think it's fine. Yeah. If you want to pay for sex, I think you should. Is everyone paying for sex in one way or another? Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Do you think sex work is a legitimate business? 100%. I mean, just look at everyone on OnlyFans right now. They're, they make more money than the average person working a nine-to-five. Why wouldn't you want that? Exactly. Shout out to everyone on OnlyFans. And so I just, uh, how about you tell us how, how you found out about this world? What, how did you find out about the rubbing tugs and hookers? And, you know, why did you, because I know I wasn't the first one that you've uh, paid for services. So there's a few lucky ladies before me. So how, how about you tell us about that? Uh, that's true, actually. Yeah, you weren't the first. but um wasn't the last. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I see nothing wrong with it. Uh, I don't know where I would have first saw it. Maybe Twitter. That I, honestly, it's been quite a long time. It probably he's the oldest trick in the books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am old now, so <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, yeah, I, either was from someone I worked with, or I saw something on Twitter and kind of did a little bit of research into it. And one day, I just said, "Screw it," called up uh, Temptation, and his life was changed ever since. So uh, what what was your first experience paying for sex like? I think at first it's kind of weird because it's like, especially if you go to like a massage parlor. So they're like, oh, I'll give you a massage first and sort of works like, a you know, you're getting that nice massage. And then, you know, like you see in the pornos, right, where it's 
Hardcore porn action. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, they flip you over and you got a boner, and then it's like, oh, well, we got to do something about that. It was it wasn't <laughs> quite like that, but you know, it, it was a neat experience at first, but definitely a little weird at first. So, uh, what, what drew you to me in particular? Because um, Josh wasn't a walk-in; he actually like pre-booked. He came for the early morning special because he's a thrifty man. So uh, <laughs> now knowing him, I know that he usually doesn't. Uh, wake up before 12. So the fact that he came to see me at like 9.30 or 10, wow, he must have really thought I was hot. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to use the word stalked, but I mean, kind of stalked her a little bit. Not not nothing serious. I just, you know, creeped the pictures and I was like, oh, you know, tattoos, red hair, pale skin, curvy, more so my type. So yeah, and I missed the early special by like two minutes and I uh, didn't cash in on the deal, but it was good nonetheless. I thought I'd still give you the deal. I thought, um, Allison, yeah, I thought she wouldn't allow you because I was like five minutes past and she's uh, like, no, nope, it's past nine or past 9.30 or whatever it was. It was a business, you know. So uh, what did you think when we first met? I remember after the session was done, I was like, what's wrong with you? Aren't you on Tinder? And then uh, what did you think when we matched on Tinder? I think you didn't recognize me at first. Actually, yeah, that is right. I didn't. I, I saw your profile and I was like, oh, this this girl's cute, and I swiped right, and then it was an instant match. I'm sure a lot of guys can attest to going on Tinder and not getting a lot of matches. There's a lot you got to put into your profile. It's a, it's an art, actually. It's all about the right angles with your pictures and crap like Josh that. Josh still hasn't perfected the art of Tinder. No. That's why I'm in another long, long-term long relationship now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what did you think about me after the first time we hung out for free? I thought you were cool. I didn't want you to... Uh, leave within 10 minutes of you being there. So I knew that was a good sign that we'd get along. And if I recall, you came by to my place. Was I, I was super hungover, wasn't I? Was that that time? Yeah, he uh, did Molly the night before and didn't tell me about that till after because I would have <laughs> judged him so hard. But yeah, he was all <laughs> hungover. <laughs> yeah, so you came and hung out and we just sat with the cats and watch Netflix, I think. I don't know. I think I think he tried to serenade me with his guitar or something and I was like <laughs> it's like, wow, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm so good at the guitar. Oh. <laughs> when we first started hanging out with each other, did I disprove any prior assumptions you might have had about sex work or sex workers? Don't really think so. I don't think I had this like painted vision of what sex work is. Like of course you think of if you're a video game fan, you'd think of uh, Grand Theft Auto, the the, the street hookers, and, and like 118th here in Edmonton, stuff like that. The track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I could tell that you were pretty normal. You showed me pictures of, of Gary back. Greg. Oh, Greg. Sorry. Yeah, Greg. When we first met. and My other cat. Yeah, her first son mm-hmm. before me. Yeah, you know, I thought you were pretty normal. You heard it here first, boys. I'm pretty normal. Well, it's been six years, so I don't know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> or about five years, so I don't know. Maybe not anymore. But So, Josh, this this is a big topic on the Twitter lately. I had a viral tweet. It had hundreds of replies. It had almost a thousand likes. Do you think sex workers can be in a monogamous relationship? I think they can, yeah. I mean, we did it for probably three quarters of ours, I'd say. Yes, yes. Okay. So what do you think about the many, many, many people that think when they date an escort, that automatically means that their relationship is open, just based on the fact that I'm having sex for work and they should be able to sleep with other people. Well, I, I learned pretty clear uh, early on that uh, there there's a big difference from sex for work and sex in your personal life, in like a loving relationship and, and things like that. So I never, when we first started dating, I wasn't like, oh, well, I should sleep around because... 
you're sleeping around, but you're you're working, it's completely different. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> so I know I've had many friends in the business and I've talked to you a lot about this over the years. What do you think about the girls who get into relationships and are dishonest with their partners from the get-go and wait for months to tell them or never tell them? Do you think that that's going to work out? That's pretty much the biggest mistake you could make, in my opinion. I Countless of your friends did that and how many other relationships worked? Zero. Not a single one. So do you think maybe just honest, open communication is better? When you're entering a relationship? Yeah, 100%. That's pretty much all there is to it. Something else that I find very uh, interesting. What do you think about the use of uh, the word hooker? In particular, I call myself a hooker. I don't really attach a lot of meaning to that word. I dated someone else briefly who, like after, after we broke up, who hated when I used the word hooker. And he would get so mad and he'd be like, don't call yourself that. Like, you're not a hooker. And I've encountered that so many times, online dating too, with other guys thinking like, you know, like I shouldn't be calling myself that. So what do you, what do you think about that? Because I know uh, we, we use the term hooker. I personally don't like the word. I, I, <laughs> I, f- I find it like, I find it sort of like vulgar in a way. Like it's, it's, it's what you, you call the, the track Hookers kind of thing, like the 118. But is one is one form of sex work less valid than the other? No, absolutely not. Everyone's but, just trying to pay their bills. Uh, that, that is true, yeah. I, I always preferred escort. It, I don't know, it was the classier term, I guess, but it never caused a fight between us. Like, <laughs> I never took it to heart like that. That's true, that's true. <laughs> now we're, we will speak about our relationship. So is there anything that you wish you knew before we started dating? This was a question someone had asked. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, like, you were always very open and honest about pretty much everything. You ended up traveling a lot, which was different when we first started dating. You we, you were working the studio when we first started dating. So maybe I didn't, I never really saw the touring side of things. I like never, I never really knew that was a big part of it. And Clearly where you make your most money is is touring for sure. Yeah, maybe would have known like, okay, that's uh, that's the direction it could have gone where you would have been doing a lot of touring maybe. But other than that, I don't really have anything that I needed to know prior. Yeah, and I think the touring thing, that's something that came later for me. Like I think when we first met, I wasn't traveling very much. or And then once I transitioned out of the studios, that's when I really started traveling. But that was just kind of the way things went. So did you ever expect me to quit my job if we got serious? Because that's another another assumption that a lot of men have is that, oh, you get into a relationship? Well, you, you can't be a hooker anymore. What do you think? Uh, we talked about it early on. I remember. I know the goal was always to do that and it just kind of never panned out that way but I never expected you to but that was my my wishes eventually yeah yes <laughs> so how how did you handle jealousy if you had any I find I'm not an overly jealous person like I I'm just not and I think that so much of that comes down to insecurities and and, and that and if you're a insecure person person you probably shouldn't date a sex worker yeah that's uh, my next question was did dating a sex worker make you feel insecure no I I mean you told me about 90 percent of clients being like just, you know, pretty normal married people that don't get a lot of sex in their in their marriage and their personal life. And yeah, there was really nothing that caused me to be insecure or jealous. Yeah. And I was always very open about everything. If Josh wanted to know something like an open book. And then with that too, later in our relationship, we had to figure out some boundaries and, you know, how, how much did he want to know? But yeah, the option was always there just to be open and honest from the very beginning. You were always uh, asking me like, oh, is this too much? Tell me if this is too much. Yeah, boundaries were always in place and 
you're very open and yeah, honest. Were you ever worried about my safety? That was a question that a lot of people had as well. Yeah, I think honestly, at the end of the day, that was the biggest concern, especially with the traveling where it's like, okay, well, you're you're six hours away. I can't do anything. That, that definitely was probably the heaviest weight when you started doing the touring. But uh, when how, you, how'd oh, you deal with that? I don't think I dealt with it actually very well. I kind of, I think I kind of closed myself off in a way. Like, it, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain, but I don't think I dealt with it overly well, especially there were a few times there were some, some scares, I think, when you were out of town. So yeah, and it's hard when you're like, oh, well, I can't get there. I can't do anything to help. You're kind of a... Uh, sitting duck. Sitting duck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for, for that. <laughs> Yeah, but I also hope you know that at the end of the day, I do prioritize my safety. And for 99.9% of my time in the business, I felt very safe. And like, I don't find myself in unsafe situations very often at all. I know you did like good screening processes and everything. And I think that's a big thing. Like you can you can spot a sketchball or a fake miles away. I can't because I got scammed once, but <laughs> that's oh, a different topic. Oh, 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 I'll have to talk about that yeah. too. That's a good one, actually. That is a good story, yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about that at the end. Do you think dating a sex worker affected our sex life or our personal relationship in, you know, in a way that it wouldn't if you're dating a civilian? I don't think so, really. Like we had our, we had our issues that were unrelated to, to sex work, actually. But uh, no, I don't really think so, no. Because at the end of the day, it was a job. Were you ever worried about STIs and how did we both manage that risk? I think at first that was like a kind of thing in the back of my mind. But after myself going to a few studios and paying for sex a few times, I realized the safety uh, these women put in, in for themselves and everything. And the risk, I think, is super low as long as you're safe, you know, condoms, regular checkups, so on and so forth. And it's not hard. It's not hard to take care of your sexual health and everybody should be doing it, whether you're sleeping with a hundred people or 10 or one. Yep. So exactly. always get your junk checked. Hey, uh, so when we were together one time, I had a two day appointment. So two days, two nights. And I, I remember cause this guy was coming to Edmonton and I was so nervous to tell you about it. Cause like, I, I didn't want to lie and say I was going out of town cause I wasn't, but I was going to be gone for two days. So that's, that's something that I thought of. So how did you handle that situation? Was that awkward? Was that weird? What did you think? I, I do remember that. And I don't, recall it being awkward I don't think I yeah I don't see how it's really any different the appointment wasn't at my house like it's not (laughs) you know like don't really see how it's any different if anything you're within half an hour of me so if anything were to go awry or anything go wrong I could actually I feel like I could actually do something be there versus being out of town in say Winnipeg or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I was just nervous to like have to tell you that somebody wanted to spend two days with me. I don't know. I feel like that's a little more awkward than, okay, I'm going out of town for two nights. So yeah, and then during our relationship, I did end up quitting for about six months. Um, I wanted to focus on school. I also really needed a break at the time. I was super burnt out. But Josh, you also wanted me to quit as well, I remember. And uh, I ended up going back because I think we both missed the money. So would you agree with that? like you wanted me to quit and then you you saw, you know, how much this lifestyle did afford us. Oh yeah, absolutely. For that 6 month ish period, we didn't do a whole lot cuz we kind of couldn't. So So what were some of the things that we could do like when we were together when when I was working that we couldn't when I wasn't? Ah, uh, spur of the moment trips, dinners, dinners hockey games. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly, hockey games. Uh, yeah, like that one for my birthday. We sat it was once, uh, it was Roger's place had just been built and it was their, uh, what was it called? Skybox. The Skybox, yeah. And they were like $300 seats 
each, and I wouldn't pay that. And I'm a huge hockey fan. Like, <laughs> it, it was I don't a, even know what what our hockey team is in Edmonton, <laughs> but I knew Josh would like it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it was little little things like that that you don't really notice at first until they're not there. And like with focusing on school, you were busy a lot of the weekends too with schoolwork and weekends were our time to do those things. So yeah, we lost a lot of a lot of luxuries. And then we both wanted me to go back to, to hook in. Yep. <laughs> Imagine that. What would you say is the hardest part about dating an escort? Well, I, for me personally, I couldn't I couldn't, I didn't like lying to my family and, and that sort of thing. And yeah, well, yeah, that's down, like that question is down the road. Yeah, that, that weighed on me for sure over the years, making excuses and, and whatever. And we'll, we'll get into that a little more, but. Else though, besides the, the web of lies that we had to create for ourselves. Not off the top of my head. I don't know. Is there something you're thinking of? I think sometimes the traveling was putting a strain on things, but I was also like, I really think I put our relationship at the forefront of my life and Josh works night shift four days a week. So a lot of the times when I was traveling, I would only be gone for those four days because if I were to be home, I, we wouldn't be seeing each other anyways. So, and then I think towards the end of our relationship, I started going for like a week at a time or whatever. And yeah, I think, I think I remember that, that being like a problem for you, me being gone, which, which I do understand. Yeah. At the beginning it was nice. Cause yeah, you, like we're, we're both very similar people where we like our space as is. So even, even with you home and not seeing you during the week, it worked for both of us mm-hmm. really well. So love you, that. We love to not see each other. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the travel. Yeah. Once, once you're gone for a week, week and a half, two weeks at a time, that definitely takes a toll. My personal lifestyle, I just smoke weed and play video games and play guitar. So, I mean, when she's gone, I just, I'm a pretty big loser. (laughs) Not loser, loner, more so. Nice save. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, our breakup, do you think that had anything to do with uh, the escorting? We don't really need to go into great detail about why we broke up, but do you think that had anything to do with it? I'm sure people might be curious. I mean, it'd be pretty hard to say that, that it didn't have any effect, but it wasn't what, it wasn't the entire thing. Like, you know, it, there, we had our issues in other aspects, but I know eventually I was sick of lying and I wanted you to get a normal job or a real job. I'd, a straight job. A straight job. Yeah. It's, I don't want to say real job because sex work is a real job. That's right. Look, I've got him trained still. Exactly. I'm just kidding. But. <laughs> <laughs> but that's truly my belief. So it's, it would have played a little bit of a part, but not as big as I think some people would think. Yeah, like when I think about our breakup, I I don't really see that as being a huge part of it. Like I can look back now on our relationship and just see so many things that were wrong. And I mean, it was a learning experience, but at the end of the day, no, I don't think we broke up because I'm an escort. Yeah, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about the stigma that sex workers face. So pretty much the whole time I've been in the business, I've been very open about what I do with all of my friends. Like I really can't think of anybody in my personal life who doesn't know what I do. When we were together, my family did not know. My brother ended up finding out a couple of years ago. But when we were together, you kept what I do for work from your friends and family. You want to talk about why? I definitely think it falls back to the to the stigma. Your own internalized stigma. Yeah, exactly. And it's unfortunate to say, but I think a lot of people don't accept it as real work or honest work or whatever you want to call it. And I just, I feel like I just didn't want to have to like explain myself in a way. Yeah, I get that. 
And at the same time, I look back and think, you know, I can't really think of any of my friends who had a negative judgment about it. And it was something I think I wish that we were more open about with with your friend group. Like, do you think that they would have taken it wrong? Because I really found them to be super awesome people, very nice. And, you know, I really have a hard time thinking that they would have an issue with it. Like I, the family stuff, that's separate. But yeah, your friends, I want to hear about that. Yeah, they're they're a great group of people. And honestly, I think it almost when you tell anyone, they're kind of like, taken aback like oh like well, I, I never pictured you as an escort and they've it, also known me for years yeah and I think there would have it just would have been maybe awkward at first but I don't think very long to be honest now that I look back like my best friend knows I've paid for sex so I mean if I told him that he'd probably be like eh, not surprised that you would date a sex worker like it doesn't I don't think it would overly shock him not sure about his wife <laughs> yeah. So do you do you maybe regret not saying anything when we were together? Because you say the lies kind of played a big part in why we broke up. So do you think if you could go back, would you maybe tell them? Yeah, I think so. At the end of the day, the, the lies were probably the biggest, the biggest weight. And yeah, it would have been so much easier just to tell it like it was. And if they want to judge, fine, judge, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's your own, that's your own thing. I do, I'm trying to think, I do want to talk a bit more about the lies. I think it's very interesting. It's, yeah, so like with, with your family in particular, I had to lie about my job, right? So they thought I was doing something else. They, I think they, we told them I worked in a bakery. <laughs> yeah, because that was your, your, your first job, right? Like Yeah, so like I did work in a bakery and I kind of just stuck with that. So Josh's parents thought basically that I was living off of Josh's money. We were doing all this traveling on his dime. You know, I, you know, I was always gone. I drove a nice car, like stuff like that. Like it was just, you know, to be completely honest, I don't think my parents actually thought you, you were living off me that much. Really? Yeah. Cause like we said, you were, you know, like you were at the top position at the bakery and like a lot of our travel was all based off points, mm-hmm. which wasn't a lie. Mm-hmm. You, you got a whole bunch of points from from uh, that hooking from well your TD yeah well yeah the the hotels and yep. you get one of those visas and so you, you rack up the points real quick so that wasn't a lie at all we traveled for very cheap and like yeah like they never once confronted me and said like oh are you paying for this or are you paying for this or that and mm-hmm. it was never like that and they never confronted me and I'm sure they would have if they were concerned so I don't actually think they thought you were freeloading by any means. So then what in particular, like the lies, what what was the hardest part then? Just just the fact that we had to be dishonest, that, that's all? Yeah, like I honestly, I was, I'm was i a fairly honest person and I, I was raised to basically tell the truth. So <laughs> lying is kind of not something I'm good at or enjoy. So yeah, I think it was just creating lie after lie and it just kind of wears on you, especially if you're not. A, what do they call those people? Uh, a sociopath? Yeah, pretty much. Or, yeah, a chronological liar. No, not chronological. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. Uh, pathological. There we go. <laughs> no, I'm not edit- editing that out. <laughs> chronological liar. You yeah. heard it here first. Yeah, urban dictionary, that shit. Yeah, I think it's just interesting because I also had the same feelings about my family not knowing what I was doing, and it, it really did wear on me for years you know, until I got outed actually. And I went to a lot of therapy over it. And like, I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of shame that I was lying to them. But then, you know, at the end of the day, I realized it was for their benefit. And either of our parents knowing, I don't think would have been a positive thing. They just don't need to know, honestly, like your parents didn't need to know. I mean, I know the lying was hard, but at the end of the day, that's what was best. Yeah, I think so. And well, especially with like with you getting outed and the way your family reacted, I don't think my family would have reacted in such a way. But I feel like 
the older people are, the less understanding they are for things that are more normalized now. You know, like... Your parents are also uh, very young compared to my parents. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I could see my mom doing a, like a, like a therapy type thing. Like, oh, like, what caused you to go down this path? Like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like, I, I, who knows? Maybe, maybe she wouldn't have. I feel like your mom would not be into it. I think she, I don't know. I don't, I think she would, she wouldn't say it to my face, but she would not be happy about it. I don't think so. And then I'd have to sit there and try and be like, well, what's, you know, trying to explain something to like a toddler where they just don't understand. That's what I feel like. It's like explaining to adults or your your parents type thing where they just don't really get it. Yeah, it's funny uh, you mentioned the outing. Uh, so you want to talk about when my dad showed up at your house after if we've been broken up for years at this point and uh, Josh had a new girl living with him and my dad shows up. Do you want to tell us what happened? Yeah, that was honestly super weird. And I didn't actually really realize he was at my house until after. So I was actually getting ready for work. And so it would have been like 1, one thirty mid-afternoon. My girlfriend kind of looks at me and goes, I think I heard the doorbell. And I'm like, oh, I don't care. Like, I don't fucking answer my door. <laughs> like, if you know who I am, you'll text me. I'm not, I don't answer my door for random. And I was upstairs getting ready anyways. And I'm like, I don't got time for this shit. I'm about to head to work. And it's actually very fortunate that he left before I left. But he left, <laughs> he left his business card wedged into my unit number on my, uh, on my garage. So I open up my garage door to leave and I see this, I see this business card. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I grab it and it's like, Hey, uh, Josh, give me a call as soon as you can or something. It seemed urgent. And I'm just like, I've got no reason to talk to you. And I couldn't really get a hold of you <laughs> because I think Ashlyn has a, uh, a habit of blocking me across all social media and cell phone. <laughs> you block me too sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, when when we need to. But oh, yeah. that, that's been a, it's been a while since we've done that. But uh, We're over it now. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't realize I had him blocked, so I'm trying to text him to talk to him about this outing. My dad's threatening to go to his house, threatening to go to Josh's parents' house. And so my texts are going through. I'm texting uh, Josh's friends. I'm like, hey, does he have the same number? Uh, and then Josh is trying to text me, and it's like he mm. he has an Android, I have an iPhone, so he can't tell that the messages aren't being delivered, right? So eventually he emails me, and I was like, oh, fuck, I have him blocked. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember I was out at the lake, actually, and I got a text, and you were like, hey, can I call you? And I think I missed it by a little bit, and you're like, oh, I really need to talk to you. And I just text back. I'm like, yeah, what's up? And never heard back. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then the same sort of thing happened a few weeks later, and I replied back instantly. And I heard nothing back. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird. And then my best friend reached out to me after you had reached out to him and his wife. And he's like, yeah, Ashlyn's like trying to get a hold of you and something wrong. And I was just like, oh, yeah, she has me blocked and something about her parents. And I actually actually didn't really lie about that. I was straight up like, yeah, her dad's a nut job. And that's couldn't be farther or couldn't be closer to the truth. And <laughs> Hi, dad. Hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did some digging and I had an email from you because you helped me with my resume. So I had your email and I'm like, okay, hey, there's no way she blocked me on her email. Like that's... Or my work. Oh, that is true. But I didn't know if that changed or not. And I don't even know if I had it. I might have, because I never saved it. I don't think, or maybe I did. I don't think I actually saved it. So I got a new phone and that would have, uh, it would have been gone, I think. And that's why I didn't use that. Because I thought about that actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, I found your email and I was like, you're not getting any of my texts. What on earth is going on? And then, yeah, I got a call and yeah, you, you told me all about the freak show that ensued. Yep. So that's fun. 
Love that. Love that my parents went to Josh's place like a year and a half after we broke up. I think they thought that Josh was pimping me out. I don't really know what they think. I don't know what they thought that you were going to tell them, but, you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what he was looking for. <laughs> Did you know Ashlyn was a, was an escort? Yes. <laughs> what, and? Yeah, your point? Why are you freaking out? <laughs> oh, God. Hope you're listening. All right. So let's let's talk about, you know, the future here. So do you think you'd ever date another sex worker? Or are you absolutely traumatized from your experience dating me? I No, I wouldn't say I'm traumatized, but uh, I think you're in a lower percentage of, no- yeah, on the crazy scale. Like, out of your friends, a lot of them, they're hovering around the eight out of the crazy. Ashton's hovering around, like, the two. You know, very, it'd be hard. It, it would, someone, it would have to be someone very open and honest and, and stuff like that. But I'm also, this is all hypotheticals. Yeah. So, a- yeah. But uh, no, I wouldn't uh, shy away from it. So if someone, uh, would you date somebody? I guess you would date somebody if they have done it in the past as well. That wouldn't be an issue for you? No, I don't see why not. I've dated someone already, so. Yeah, it's no different. Exactly. So your new girlfriend, she's very nice. I quite like her, actually. Uh, Would you ever tell your new girlfriend that you dated an escort? Because you watch my cat, and so I go to town for a month at a time, and you just told her I work out of town, so that's weird. Would you ever ever tell her? Yeah, I think I would. Um, I don't know how she'd react at first. Um, Do you think she'd still take the cat? Oh, yeah, I I don't think. uh, Yeah, it's not going to be like, oh, well. Well, she's an escort. I don't want the, the cat's dirty or something. Like, I don't know where <laughs> people. Not that cat. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where people get that. Where everything they own is kind of gross or something. Like I've heard that before, and it's just like, what is wrong with your brain? Yeah, I just I don't find the necessity in telling her right now. But I think if she straight up asked, I would because I don't like lying. So. But she would never ask because she has no clue who asked. Oh, is she a hooker? <laughs> yeah, no. I I don't think she'd straight out straight up come out like that but maybe if she's like okay this is like if she kind of questioned what I keep saying you do for work where she's like oh well she's out of town a lot and weird timing and different lengths of time all the time and maybe then she'd kind of crowed more I don't know I don't think she really cares what you do (laughs) you know hence why she probably would never ask yeah no I mean I don't care if she cares either but I think yeah if she ever or I guess I was just wondering, would you tell her? And so you said yes, but only if she asks. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like a fresh relationship and I don't want to cause a rift of any sort. I don't know. So would you ever tell your friends now that you dated an escort now that we've been apart for a couple of years? Or is this the secret that you're going to take to the grave? I don't... Uh... Like, I kind of want you to tell your best friend just so I can see what he says. Because I, <laughs> I <laughs> you're kinda, be funny. You're kind of curious, yeah. <laughs> well, after the wedding fiasco... I think he might know, and maybe it's just like a don't ask, don't tell type thing. Like, he's not going to ask me, but he knows. Who knows? I honestly don't know. Shout out to you if you're listening, my friend. (laughs) Doubtful. But, um, yeah, it's not that I would take it to the grave, but I'm also not going to go prance around and shout it out to the world because I just don't really care. It's very neutral for me. Like, it's just such a, I don't, I don't look at it as such a big deal like some people do or would, so. I get that, I get that. <clears throat> but if he straight up asked me, yeah, I'd, I'd tell him. Because he would only ask you if he already knew. <laughs> Pretty much, which is why I'm kind of, like, wondering why he hasn't. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe one day if COVID ever fucks off and we can, like, hang out with our friends, have a few drinks, maybe he'll get the liquid courage to ask me. Who knows? No idea, but. I mean, it's been two years now. 
True. So maybe, yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe, maybe he has no idea. Because I remember you freaking out, and you were quite beside yourself at first when you. Because I, 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 I was hammered. This is why I had to quit drinking. <laughs> Got too drunk at this wedding. Lost my phone, and I had the notifications on for my website. So when people would visit it, it would come up as Wix, and like it would say the location uh, is visiting adoreashland.com or whatever, right? So he had my phone. My phone wasn't dead, so I know the notifications were going off. And so if he looked at my phone, he would have seen that. So, And shocker, Ashland's not my real name, so he's probably like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, and like I'm just wondering if he's the type where they threw it in someone's purse and they just left it. And it buzzed and they just, you know, it's not our property. We're not going to look at it. I know most people, you know, curiosity killed the cat. I would be looking. Would Most most people would. And even myself, I'd probably glance and be like, oh, that doesn't seem right. That's kind of weird. I guess this is just a mystery for another time. Maybe Maybe he knows. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he'll never know. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Maybe we'll all die tomorrow. So Ugh, life sucks, then we die. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I think Josh maybe will have some advice. I think I want to start with a funny story hmm. about a good friend of mine who was also an escort at the time. And she was dating this guy who, like, knew who I was. We grew up in the same town, kind of. I think Josh and this guy, did you guys, did we hang out? Did you ever meet this guy? The M- I never met him. No. Oh, okay, that, I kind of, yeah. So Josh never met this guy, but my one of my best friends was dating this guy. And this guy was crazy. So do you want to tell us about the Facebook messages? Yeah, that was weird. Uh, it's been a while since that happened. That was... Uh, so, so what happened? What, what happened? He basically, yeah, like we weren't friends on Facebook or anything like that. And I get a Facebook message about... I think he ended up asking, he's just like, how do you, how do you deal with Ashlyn being an escort? And like, what do I do with Blake, with her being one? And he just had no idea how to freaking out. Yeah. He had no idea how to handle it and clearly was a fish out of water and shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. And I straight up told him, I'm like, honesty, man, if you guys aren't honest with each other. It's not going to work. Then he sort of started questioning my advice. And I was like, look, man, you came to me for advice. I don't know what to tell you. Like, Yeah, at that point, we'd probably been together for a couple of years. Like, yeah, and things were going pretty smooth. So what do you want? Like, I'm not lying to you. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. And he seemed so out of place and just shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. He absolutely was out of place. And then it was my friend's birthday and this guy didn't like, wasn't invited or whatever. So they're still dating. Because he was weird. He was a little crazy. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry if you're listening. Actually, I'm not that sorry. And so this guy, like I had my friend's phone and he called 80 times in one night because that's how insecure this guy was. And if you're that insecure, I don't think you could date anybody actually, you know, uh, much less an escort. (laughs) What he needs or needed was therapy. Like <laughs> we love therapy. Yeah, therapy is a great time. <laughs> Ashton got me into therapy. It's great. I recommend it to everyone. Go talk about your mentals. Ah, I love that. I love when men tell other men to go get therapy. You all need it. <laughs> yeah. That 80 calls, that was in the span of like 20 minutes. He was calling like three times a minute. It was and Oh yeah, and then showed up at the house and we wouldn't let him in cuz it was weird. I don't even know how he knew where the house was. It was just weird. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah. My my God. Don't do that. Don't no. be that guy. 
<laughs> okay, and then I've got another quick story. Uh, so my other, one of my other good friends started dating this guy, and she was she was an escort too, and she didn't tell him at first, and I think she didn't tell him for a few months in or something. But basically, everyone in my life uses me as the scapegoat. Uh, for all their problems. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I should ask myself that. Probably bad. Anyways, so yeah, me and Josh lived together, been together for a while at this point. And so this girl wanted to bring her new boyfriend over to show him that because he knew I was an escort, she told him that her best friend's an escort. So she wanted to bring this guy over to our house, Josh and I's house, to, to show this other guy that we were normal and that uh, hookers can have relationships. Do, do you remember that, Josh? I do remember that. That was actually a very, very fun afternoon slash evening. I got way too stoned with my one work friend, and we had to assemble a barbecue, and we're like, okay, we're going to assemble half of it, go get stoned, assemble the other half. That was a bad idea. He shows up, and he's like, oh, well, I'll help you with that barbecue. And away we went, we bonded, and he seemed like a very normal dude. Not too sure where that lies now, per se. Taken a turn. It has taken we won't a turn. Get into that. Yeah, that's a different, different story, different day. But yeah, like, I don't see why people think, like, we're, like, I don't know what he expected of me. <laughs> I don't know what he expected of me either, but I just know that it was because that me and you were dating, and I'm, an, I'm a hooker, that my friend wanted to bring her new boyfriend over to, to witness the spectacle. Yeah, to, to prove that. You know, it, it can work, and we had been together multiple years at that point. So I'm so glad we, we could be an example for others. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, I want to ask you, can you think of it, uh, any pros and cons about dating a sex worker? What, what are the pros besides the, you know, expensive hockey game tickets? Well, you took my main answer, the, the, mon- the money and the freedom. Like, the freedom, I guess, you, you could go with. How did that impact our relationship, the freedom that I had? It was pretty good. I mean, we took spur-of-the-moment trips to Mexico and Vegas. Yeah, we did all sorts of stuff. And yeah, weekend trips, camping, mountains, all sorts of things. Canmore, Jasper, Banff. Yeah, the freedom. You work your own hours, your own schedule. So it's... And like, I'm very fortunate that my work's pretty lenient. So I could take a week off with a few weeks notice and, and stuff like that. But yeah, freedom, I think, is a big one. Of course, ties into the money. But I just want everyone to know I wasn't a freeloader either. <laughs> I made my own money. Ashton just liked to pay for everything. Oh, yeah. That's my my kink, actually. Yeah, yes. I, I learned after we broke up that I was actually just trying to buy Josh's love because that's what my dad did to me. So it makes a lot of sense now, but it just stems from insecurity. <laughs> that is a good point because I always remember, yeah, your dad, everything was, was gifts. And I know you always said how much you hated it. And then I started to see that in our relationship as you would gift things. And I was very appreciative of those things, but gifts were never my love language. And if you don't know your love languages, also check those out because those can help you in your future and current relationships. Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I despised, well, like for me, I don't want to receive gifts either as my love language, but I think giving for me was a love language for sure. And because unfortunately we are everything that our parents are, whether we want to realize that or not. So I learned that after when I started doing some work on myself after I became single. So yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense now, but I can see very clearly that, uh, yeah, I was doing that for maybe not so much for Josh, but for my own insecurities and just wanting him to, you know, wanting him to love me and the things, other things I wanted out of the relationship that I didn't feel I was getting at the time. But anyway, so tell us about the cons about dating a sex worker. I mean, we always keep coming back to the lies, but that's if you aren't honest about it. You can be completely open about it and that completely removes that. Again, safety a little bit. You know, if you're an insecure person, you're going to have more cons than pros, I think. And you probably shouldn't date someone in sex work if you have 
big insecurities. But Or have problems communicating. Yeah, communication. I, I still struggle with communication all the time. Constantly have to work on that. Cons, I don't think are actually that big of a list. I was just wonderful is what he's trying to say. Yeah. I, saying it, yeah. I can do no wrong. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> so, you're, you know, you've, you've got a new girlfriend. That's wonderful. What, what are the differences, you know, dating a civilian now? You've transitioned to the civilian life. Tell me about it. Big thing is that nine to five. Like That sucks. Yeah, she, we, we see each other probably less than you and I did because of her work. Other than that, it's not that different. Like, yeah, it's, it's truly not that different. Yeah, like. At the end of the day, it's, it's a job. Yeah, less, less money and maybe less freedoms. That's sort of the price you pay. For working a nine to five, you kind of have to expect that. You could always uh, try and turn her out, you know, get, you know, throw some hints. You know, oh, maybe <laughs> you should go sleep with this rich band for money. <laughs> we could go on a vacation. We go to Vegas. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Just yeah. take one for the team. Yeah. It's all good. It's Sugar fine. baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Set her up. Make her a profile on Seeking Arrangements. There you go. I'm just kidding. That site is very predatory. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we talked about this already a little bit, but any advice for people who find themselves in a relationship with a sex worker? I know we talked about communicating open and honestly and, you know, being secure in yourself. Anything else you'd like to add to that? Uh, you pretty much nailed it. I think I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, I'm dating a hooker. I'm going to get laid all the time for free. Because we're sex maniacs. That's what people think. Yeah, which is definitely not the case with everyone. Like, everyone's different regardless. I've met some of your friends that are like, yeah, I want it once, twice a day, and then there's some that are like, I want it once, twice a week. And you can't just assume because you're dating a sex worker that you're just going to get laid all the time because, let's be honest, most men's heads, they don't use the one up here in the brain. They use the one down below the groin. (laughs) And don't do that (laughs) because you might be wildly disappointed. And, yeah, just treat it, yeah, exactly, yeah, like a normal relationship and don't be insecure and be honest. Amen. You've heard it here first, people. Okay, maybe uh, I've got one more funny story. We yes. we remembered this as we were recording here. So I can't remember where I was. I was out of town somewhere, and this is a secret about me and Josh. Sometimes sometimes he liked to fuck other other hookers. And, you know, it's fine. Maybe I was kind of into it. It's fine. You know, someone else deal with him for an hour. It's all good. Yeah, you were always uh, very, like, supportive. You'd be like, oh, we'll go see this person there in town, stuff like that. So, yeah. I just wanted someone else to deal with you for a little bit. Yeah. Like, please, yeah. take this man off my hands. <laughs> my God. But I think I was gone for a week. And this is back in the day when Backpage was still up, you know, the good old days. And so yes. I remember Josh wanted some girl to, like, come over. So I, uh, you tell the story, Josh, and how you got scammed. Well, back to my last point about thinking with the wrong head. That's probably the main reason. Yeah, and it all seemed way too good to be true. I was scrolling Backpage and... Um, Jerking off in one hand, scrolling with the other. Yeah, yeah, wiener in one hand, phone in the other. And I think I mentioned it to you, obviously, because we were very open about it. And you sent me some, you sent me some links of girls that you were like, oh, well, I think like this person's pretty. They seem normal. And you had sent me this link of this one girl. And or I think you told me which girl we wanted to see. And I looked her up on CAF, and I couldn't find anything negative. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that could have been it. Yeah, and then. Yeah, we, I, I texted her, started talking, and everything seemed to be going fine, and she ended up asking for half. Oh, no, it was, oh, it was worse than that. Oh, man. It's coming this, back. The, yeah, it's coming back. I've, like, shoved this into the back of my brain so I don't ever remember it because it was just, like, complete stupidity on my part. She called me. That's what it was. And she's like, I have to give the cab 
a deposit for half the trip. So I ended Which up. Which doesn't happen. That's not no, a thing, and, gentlemen. And I know that. I've taken a cab a lot. I know that. And I don't know why it didn't like click into my brain. And it was like one in the morning. I was long gone. I was asleep at this point. Yeah. And it was like, it was late. And looking back, none of these things added up. And I should have realized that. Like, I'd like to think I'm more competent than that. But hey, everyone can get scammed. So if you've been scammed, don't worry. It's not your fault. Josh is going to make a support group. Yeah. Everyone makes mistakes. But she called me and she was like freaking out. And she's like, I can't get to you because the cab won't uh, won't drive me there unless I give them half the deposit. And honestly, it might have been from my past going to the bars and stuff. If you were really drunk at the bar, a lot of cabs wouldn't take you unless you gave them 20 bucks. Usually, depending on the trip, if if, if you were like, say, South Side and you were going South Side, they're like, I want 20 up front because, you know, drunk idiots, you, you never know. And I think that's where I was like, okay, well, that seems, you know, feasible. She seems legit. And no, she was not. So Josh sends the, the entire donation because he's a nice guy. So instead of sending, I don't know, 50 bucks for a deposit, he just sends the whole thing because, yeah. Yeah. And like, it wasn't a whole lot. I don't, I don't think it was that much. It was 300. I don't think so. Was it? I don't remember it being 300, but it could have been. It's quite a while ago now. Um, but yeah, you'd think like, oh, well, you need you know, 20, 40 bucks type thing. No, send it all. Like a nice guy I am. Wasn't that a mistake? And uh, yeah, sent the e-transfer. Never heard back from her, basically. I think she texted me a couple times, was just like, oh, well, I'm on the way and was just like kind of toying me along. And then once I realized I got scammed and she wasn't showing up, I ended up texting you and you must have woke up or something. And then rage ensued. Ashlyn went nuts. And then I, I blasted this girl all over calf. I was reporting her ads on Backpage. And then uh, once I, I posted her on calf, I had all these other guys message me privately saying that she did the exact same thing to them. And I was so mad because, like, calf is a site. If someone's scamming you, you got to put it on there so it doesn't happen to other people. Because I did look up this girl's phone number to make sure that she hadn't scammed anybody. So if you guys would have just put the number on there and say, hey, she didn't show up. I got ripped off then this wouldn't have happened. And then I think people on there, they were laughing at me because like normally I wouldn't do stuff like that. But I, I just, I think I said my good friend or whatever got scammed. And these guys are like, oh, Ashlyn's the best white knight. And mm-hmm. I don't even think you could find it on there anymore. It's been so long. But yeah, I was fucking pissed. And then this girl like changed her name, all this stuff. And oh, it was just, it was very strange. I think you even found her once she changed her name. Sure and did. You kept reporting her and you definitely messed up her uh her business for a while, which is fair. Don't she messed up her own business by scamming. Exactly. Don't scam people. Simple. Don't scam my mans. Exactly. Your good friend. <laughs> yeah, my, my good friend, wink, wink, as I think he made like a calf account from the same IP address. So the admin probably thought I was trolling or something, but but it was, there's two of us in the same house. So if we weren't anyways, well, Josh, thank you for joining this. This has been, uh, this went better than I thought it would. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? I don't think so. Uh, thanks for having me. I definitely, uh, got more comfortable as the interview went on. I felt a little stiff at the beginning. So if you guys listen past the, uh, three, three to five minute mark, it gets better. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And Hopefully I can come on again sometime. We'll have your uh, new girlfriend on. <laughs> the three of us, that'll be really sweet. Ooh. After you turn her out. I was going to say we could drop we could drop the news 
during the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you can just be like, what? You didn't know? Yeah. Everyone knows she's a whore. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. I upload early on Mondays to my OnlyFans at moreashland.com. And new episodes are available weekly everywhere you listen to podcasts on Wednesdays. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Life Skills. Follow Ashlyn on social media at No Life Skill or at Adore Ashlyn. Be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on the next show.